WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. SEN Breakfast, great to have your company on this Tuesday morning. Scott Penderbury steps down as Collingwood captain. Who will be next and will there be others? We'll discuss that today. A-League fans not happy with the grand final decision and it was Monday night robbery at RAC Arena. Down five with ten seconds to go. Webster, the hero for the Wildcats in game 250. John really the coach will join us. Simon Hill to talk the debacle of the A-League and Stephen Eskenazi of course, the new Perth Scorchers opening bat. Let's see what he can do this season. And Scotty Cummings, he's in the chair. Paul Hazeby with you as well. Welcome, Scotty. Hey, good morning, Hayes. Well done. Day two, you've got up. How'd you go? Day one's, e- day one's easy. Like Slept in? You're, you're a bit nervous. You get going mm. and you go, right, this is a change of time slot for me. And he got in no way. Day two? So yesterday got up at 4.15 because of the nervousness of not missing the yeah. sleep in yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Today, set it back at 4.50. Made all the difference. <laughs> very, very fresh. We uh, got to come in a little bit later today. Yeah. yeah. And uh, oh, we're better prepared, normal. though, aren't we? Came in as normal, really, yeah. for me. Sometimes Only less some is more. Some people get here at stupid o'clock. <laughs> Who is that? Well, he's having a lie-in right now as we speak. Hopefully he's, hopefully, he's having a bit of a rest, the big sausage. He's having a good time with his family, <laughs> I see. And we are here for Fleet Network. WS Novatum Leasing Specialist. Can they coming in? Thousands on your dream car, fleetnetwork.com.au. You said it. Frankie and uh, Frankie Agostino and, and Ibo are coming in today with big announcement. Big prize they? draw. Yeah, give it away. Are we getting anything? Is that because of the year you guys have had on SEN Breakfast? Absolutely it is, yeah. They're going to give us $5,000 each travel vouchers, aren't they? Chris, is that right? Is that what they're presenting us with? Yep. Beautiful. Can't Christmas wait to see the voice. has come early for the SEN yes. Breakfast Boys. Hey, what about the Wildcats oh. last night? They were playing so bad. Like, I was writing my <laughs> That's questions. The That's the worry, all right? And the yeah. win glosses over. It does. A few of the issues early. But you know what? you just got to find ways to win, Hayes. And they found a way to win. You're a big guy. Ah, yes. Thank you. You're a good contested possession player. Yeah. Why well. can't they get the rebounds? 49 not, to no, 35. We're not, we're not big enough. Just purely we're, we're, because of that? Yeah. And I've, I've had this conversation with JR and uh, and I, I had this conversation with Goss at the season launch. I said, oh, we haven't got a monster. Mm. We need a monster. If we're going to concentrate on, on the boards, which we really need to do, we... The Wildcats really need to do um, from last season to this season. We need a monster. We don't have a monster. No, not an aggressive one. No, just a Sean Thomas is improving. 210 centimetre, 120 keg tank. It just sits in the paint and manhandles people. We don't have that person. You know who manhandled him in the second half? Who? Luke Travis. Oh, TT. I was watching at halftime going, hang on. LT. Maybe this guy's not cut out for the NBA. Oh. Yeah, I was going, oh, oh. I don't really see it. There's this inconsistency. Oh, boy. And then he just turned it on his yeah. head. He was the he one, the it. catalyst. He felt you right in question. Oh, he got you? in there. And look, John really was getting a question about him. But now it's a different sort of question. Exactly. What did you say to him at halftime? And that is sport. Sometimes yeah. you can be down and out. Blanchfield had some moments. Yep. He got the big three and got the extra shot. I'm not sure he missed it on purpose to get the ball back. No, no we're going to roll with that. You know how hard it is to hit exactly the middle of the yeah. back of the ring to get a bounce straight back at you? That is centimetre perfect. It's not, it's not that hard. It happens no. in the backyard for me all the time. <laughs> all the time. Hey, but, um, uh, brilliant. And uh, Corey Webster, you know, three games ago, as we said on the show, couldn't hit the side of a barn. Ever since playing his old team in uh, in New Zealand, 
He's been terrific and just nailed one out right of the death. It was sensational. There's nothing like beating Melbourne United. In your career, Scotty, did you have that moment, that winning goal, the winning shot like Corey Webster last night? Scott Cummings going at number 14. Uh, the best ever by uh, that was the sealer. That's when you've done your best work. <laughs> that was the sealer. Uh, I don't know. You, you have moments in games. I never kick one after the siren and thing like that. But you have moments mm. in games where that that set shot is, is really important. Whether it's a momentum shifter or it's just to get one back in front or to, that yeah, on the siren of a you know after the siren at three quarter time, always kicking one at the break is is big. Yeah. Uh, Do you miss that moment in sport, like when the game is on the line, oh, and you yeah, say yeah. to yourself, "Right, yeah. right, Scotty, this is what all the trainers for. Give this is ball. it." Yeah, I wanted, I yeah. wanted the ball in my hands at that stage. Do you reckon every player's like that? Do you reckon no. every player wants the ball? No, mm. no, no, no. Some players don't. Some some players don't want the pill in their hands at certain moments in in games. But um, but no, no. The, but you know what? The the great ones, the great players, always did and always. Did well with it, yeah. At that clutch moment, and that's what separates them from the the good players to the extraordinary players. Bryce Cotton is one of those. Scott Pendlebury, I reckon, was one of those. Two hundred and six games yeah. as captain. I only Record. played two hundred and eight. He nearly played more <laughs> as captain. Skipper. He announced his retirement. Record. Let's take a listen uh, to what he said. Retirement of captaincy. Yes. Um, no, I spoke to Fly Righty probably twelve months ago about the captaincy. Um, yeah, we thought it was a good decision last year. To keep it, there was a lot of change at the football club. Wanted to keep it. Um, feel like we had a, a pretty good year, a good ride. But then at the end of the season, I spoke to him as well. And I think it's a really good time for me and the club to hand over and let someone else come through um, while I'm still here to keep supporting that. I think the group's in a great place for the next guy to come through. So, um, yeah, just want to let you guys know before it goes out in the media. Um, so I don't like if it goes out and no one hears about it. I'd spoke to a few boys that I'm pretty close with about the decision. Um, yeah, I, I, it's really comfortable with me, and just, not just thanks to just being honoured uh, to be captain of this football. Just the blokes I was close to, I spoke to. I'm just telling the rest of you now, but no, he's been extraordinary, Pendles, and mm. he's one of those people that he he lives and breathes football. He does everything right every second of every day to be right to play, and that is why he's played. 15, 16 years or whatever it is. And it's such a high level. High level. That's what separates him. He's still going better than many other captains in the competition. How many times have you heard anyone ever say, oh, geez, I think Pendlebury's losing it? Never. But he's been moved around. So everyone always gets moved to a different position when it's getting towards the end. But... He keeps finding himself back in the middle. When the yep. game's on the line yep. in the last half, he's the one. And in all those games last year where Collingwood won by a kick, uh, which would, it was an extraordinary season by the Pies, all those games when they were under pressure and in trouble, Pendles would step up somewhere. He'd mm. do something. He, he'd just control the play somehow and time would stand still when he's got the foot in his hands. Been a brilliant captain and I think it's a, a good move. I think it's a good move for the club to, to go to someone who's – Bit younger now, who's going to have Pendle support the whole way? And, Do you have uh, that guy? Who is the standout person well, for you? I reckon it's I reckon it's Crispy. Uh, Tay Adams is vice captain at the moment and uh, and a terrific leader. Yep. Injury concerns, soft tissue stuff. You want your captain out in the park. Not That's, established under Craig McRae, is he? Sometimes a new coach comes in. You've yeah. you've got to have that full belief. Reset. I haven't seen it yet because he has been injured yeah. so often. I reckon Crispy, who best and fairest, yeah, again. won the Copeland again. Um, I reckon he's the man. Boys love him. He's got a bit of 
personality about him too. Hopefully that doesn't get beaten out of him if he gets a captaincy. I reckon he's the, the obvious one. Darcy Moore's there as well. Jeremy Howe. Braden Maynard's been thrown up as well. Hey, but Bruce, yeah. You've got Darcy Moore in hospital at the moment. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm not sure Darcy's the man. I think Darcy's a, a player that just needs to be Darcy, just to yeah. get himself right all the time to, to play. Um, Braden Maynard, he's a player that you know, would kill for his teammates at all occasions. He's the one that everyone would want in your side. He's whether, a you, whether you love him as a player or not, the attitude, the mentality, or he's just a bit too loose for captaincy material. Coming from you, that's a big call. Well, at least, well, and I was never captain. But uh, yeah, I really might just be a little looseish. Uh, but, you know, the boys would follow him, and, you know, he'd lead people into war, no doubt about that. But I reckon Christmas, man. Morning, boys. With Pendle stepping down as captain, should Fife follow suit and hand the captaincy to Sarong? That is Mike from Palmyra. We're going to get into that and go oh, through some of the captains out we there. We've got a few heads on the block. Well, I think it is time for Nathan Fife. And I put myself in this situation if you're going through that voting of the leadership group. I don't think I would select Nathan Fife, not because he hasn't done okay in the role. It's just because there's other guys there. One is the MVP of the competition yep. from the players. Yep. That's that's serious. You've got Alex Pierce, I think, who's held the job when Done Nathan Fife's well. been out. Well, he kept on the side more times than Fife did last year. He could do it for a year or two if you didn't quite think that Andrew Brayshaw was ready. But everything we hear is about Sarong Brayshaw, Sarong's a big chance. Yep. He's the one that you may What sort of fella is he? He's the one you wait for. And maybe put Alex Pierce in now, hoping that he's ready next year. Sarong underneath him. Yeah. He's just got leadership written all over him. Really yeah, right. personable, cares about people, but he's a winner. You can feel it yeah. on the inside. He doesn't like to lose. And he, he wants to be that first captain of the premiership team at Fremantle. There's so a there's... couple of others that'll, um, that we'll talk about a bit later too that we've got on the block. Mm, would that... you would you vote Nathan Fife if you're in the leadership group because of, because of the injuries? You haven't listened to our show I much, have, have you? but take all that out <laughs> nah. if you were in there because you no, purely for the fact that he's done yeah. play enough anymore. Yeah, and he's going to play out of his number one position. Yeah. he is doing the preseason against his will. Yeah, <laughs> against his will. Um, it's just time. Absolutely, it's time. You need you need to skip her out there um, more often than not. And, uh, and I, I, now, now look, I don't I don't know Nat Fife, bar of soap, but I don't know what he's like around the playing group. But I can only go from what I see and from what it feels like. I don't think if, if your captain's not playing, then he needs to be that really vocal, encouraging, supportive guy from the sidelines, from the rehab group, and get around all the players. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Nat Fife's that bloke. So I mean, Nat Fife would be the first one when when we discussed this via our little group last night about captaincies and who should step down. It was the first one that came to my mind straight away. Yeah, you want your skipper out in the park. Now that five could absolutely stick it right, I and mean, not that he's doing that, but he could shut me right up next season. By playing every game and being getting back to that five, I don't think he will. Yeah, I don't think your body start all of a sudden at how was he thirty two? Yep. Could you go two captains? Could you go co captains? We see it at Sydney, Sydney and Sydney's the it. one with the blood sculpture. Love it. Don't they love so it? So works there. Like, could it be Sarong and Brayshaw? Absolutely, just half the load for each other because there is a lot of responsibilities that come with being a captain. You've Caleb Sarong's in his fourth year, so he's been there three years. Yeah, that's early. takes a, takes a pretty special individual to be able to to take mm. the the responsibility on their shoulders at that age. And you look at Wusha. I mean, I remember Wusha got the captaincy I think at twenty one or something, and. He turned, he turned into one of the great yeah. leaders of the of that football club forever. At 21 at an AFL club, have you been Different through now. the ringer? Have you been through the downs? 
That's my only question mark Depends on Caleb you got Sarong. drafted to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're 21 at North, you've, you've copped it all. Mm. It's been a really good ride for him. Alex Pierce, I think, still is in the we'll mix. We'll talk about them a bit more. I want to ask you a question. Just on the Well, there's a couple of things on the back page of there. Well, there about Nick Nat. Did you know Nick Nat was sick? No, I didn't. I texted him yesterday just to see if we can get him on the show, and uh, he didn't give me much. And I thought, okay, well, he's something going on there. Ash Party won the Newcomb Medal overnight. Couldn't make the back page. I see that Nick's, Nick's got a temperature and her only nose. That's back page. But the nose, we don't know what's wrong with him. He's just the club said he's unwell. But that's a massive snub to the A League, given the big story yesterday that broke. We're going to catch up with Simon Hill a little bit later. That they're still not. The main story. It's yeah. Nick Knack who's actually at home the, sick. The one I want to ask you is this this this, this quote is just it, it's rolled out. As soon as someone stuffs up, as soon as someone gets in a bit of trouble, West Coast rookie Isaiah Winder has to the quote, work on getting the trust back. Mm. Now work on getting the trust back is right up there with uh, we can't believe he was still available in the draft. Uh, he's sending PBs at training. Uh, he's in the best nick of his life. Soon as best available up, talent. So as soon as some of the stuff's up, they roll out, oh, you know, working in the trust back. I, I say rubbish. If you stuff up once, everyone, everyone stuffs up yep. at some stage, right? And and we don't, I don't know the full story with Isaiah. I don't know if it's he was provoked there. or if, if he was defending himself or he just got a bit loose and decided to headbutt a couple of people. But um, the, the issue is... How many? I'm asking you the question. How many times does someone really need to stuff up before you start losing trust in them? It's not one. No, nah, it's three times probably. Three times, and, and maybe yeah. part of that is on field as well, because like, yeah. that's where it really matters. Like as long as the guy, you know, what he does outside. Go back to the Dennis Rodman. Yeah. What he did outside was unbelievable. Yeah. But when he was on the court, he never let you down. Beast. Absolute beast mode. Yeah. So I think that comes in. How hard they train. Sorry, it was four times. I'm going to be a little bit more uh, lenient just because, you know, me. You are generous. <laughs> what about when four times of the same person of the same incident? Then you're going to say, right, Nackers, Nackers, <laughs> so come on, man. you be up to twelve indiscretions. <laughs> yeah, but if it's four, four of the same one, come on, man. You just you got to stop doing that. Mate. You're killing me. You're killing me. I'm trying to back in here. We mentioned Nathan Fife, Luke Shuey. He, 12 months ago, was Nathan Fife with all the injuries. He did get a bit bit of a body of work going last season. Yeah. But is it enough for him to hold the captaincy? Well, the, so this, and again, exactly what I said about Nat Fife is, I don't know Luke Shuey, right? But the feeling that I get and the, the cues I take from the visuals I see is he is that leader that will get around everyone, that does care about everyone. And you hear the stories about any time there's a young player come to the club, they start at the Shuey's house mm. or everyone's at dinner at the Shuey's house. Yeah, five said a few stuff. players live with him. Has he? Yep. Okay. Uh, this is the stuff that I that I see and go, that that's a captain and that, that's a captain. But again, you've got to go back to the point where I say, you want your captain out in the park. And Luke Shuey's had hammies, calves. Yeah. They're, they're not things that's just all of a sudden stop tearing on you. And he and needs to get going. back to being a good player. Like he had, a, he was Absolutely. an average yeah. player last year. And you watched him this season. He was, he was getting physical a lot because he was getting grumpy. He looked mm. grumpy and angry out in the park. He was always hitting blokes off the ball. If they run into the bench, he would go. I noticed on a few games, if he was running past him, he'd give him a whack. No, no problem with that. Well, it wasn't Luke Shuey a few years ago. But is he that him being angry, winner. trying to stand up as a captain possibly. in a two-win season? Yeah, yeah, possibly, possibly, and and that's. Again, that's him flying the flag, and see, I see more leadership and group leadership out of Luke Shuey than I do in that five. Again, I know them exactly the same. 
I don't know. I think they've got a good replacement too. I reckon Tom Barras is ready. Like, yeah. He was unbelievable last year. Box office to watch. Is he a bit weird to be captain? Quirky. He's supposed to be weird, Smart. <laughs> articulate. And, and a full back. But a full back. Well, Where's Darren Glass, articulate she wasn't he a good captain? Yeah, There's some was. similarities there. Yeah, and you know, the, the, Jeff, it, he, he gets it a bit more than Glassy. Good, good point. Good point. And I remember, I remember when Darren Glass got to the footy club, I reckon he was a year in, two years in, and Murray Rance was doing some stuff with him. And Muzza said, Captain, this place going to be a captain. I said, what? Don't speak, mate. I heard a hell of a year from him. He's a kid. What are you talking about? And he just goes, Captain Material. I said, good on you, Muzz. <laughs> Idiot. Muzz was right again. Give us your thoughts. Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Bedshed, the experts in temper mattresses, pillows and bases. For your temper, adjustable mattresses and bases, visit bedshed.com.au. Gold Coast Crow, Gold Coast Crow, uh, our friend, just stay tuned. Rory Sloan, will be talking about him in that little group as well. well. I've got a few others in the spotlight. Rory Sloan, Dyson Heppel, Jack Zebel from North Melbourne. Stick with us. We want to hear from you next. <laughs> CM Breakfast. It's Paul Hazelby in the chair for Tim Gossage. Big shoes to fill, but uh, captaincy. Well, he we're doesn't talking wear about much. that. He doesn't wear he doesn't. shoes much. Not many mate. people he's do around he's this a office. Barefooter. How good is it not, uh, working in radio? You just wear the. No, uh, just put shoes on. Luggers. It's like we're not wearing shoes on a plane. It's not okay. Cover up the digits. Captaincy. We've got Gary Gibbonson coming in a bit yes. later. We're going to extend our captaincy chat into the second hour, but because we it's love this segment. Because there's a couple of names we want. On this day, yeah. big hit yesterday. Birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. Yeah, I'm not sure it's up there with yesterday, but we're pretty honest with our appraisal of this segment generally because it's not ours, but we'll do our best with it. On this day, if one in West Plains, Missouri, in 1925, was Dick Van Dyke, but because he's a it's 1925 and we get criticised for putting people on that are really, really old. We've tried to cool it up a little bit. It's the Van Show, starring Van They're messing with my shows. Yeah, <laughs> put a little bit of family guy in there. Had his own show. Yeah, and he just, uh, and they, they weren't allowed to say those two words. Brooksy's footy show, they had uh, Basil's footy show, Scotty's, Scotty's. Yeah. Good. Scotty oh, did his up. own show. Christopher Plummer, do you know who that is, Hayes? Plums? Yeah, Plums. He was born in Ontario in 1929. He died. He dead, though. He's 91. He's an Indian actor. And this one's for Goss. Edelweiss. Yeah. Edelweiss. Yeah, but he was in The Sound of Music. That's enough. That's enough. That's <laughs> enough. Now, Goss would play the entire thing of that, but that is enough. What about if I said to you, do you know who Jeff Skunk Baxter is? She was born no. in Washington in 1948, 74, American guitarist, formerly with this band. Yeah. Is that the Doobie Brothers? No, that's Steely Dan, because later on, he joined the Doobies, produced this sort of stuff. Decision. Yeah, well done, Skunk. Yeah, unlike Mick yeah. Taylor, who left the Stones yesterday. You idiot. What about Ross Ryan? Do you know who Ross Ryan is? No, of course you don't, because he was born in 1950. He's Australian singer-songwriter. In 1973, he had his biggest hit with this. Yeah. 
losing you quickly, aren't I? Keep that going, was, that keep was his, going. That was his biggest hit. That was it. Oh, yeah, Pegasus. that was his biggest hit. That's not great. Steve Buscemi, one of my favourites. Now, you're a movie man. You watch He's movies. Now, if, I said, if I said to Goss, do you know who Steve Buscemi is? He'd go, what? Who? Steve Buscemi, one of the great actors, born on this day. A lot of Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. yeah is yeah, that him? Yeah. yeah he is one. Huh? I'm a person too, Pop, goddammit. I'm a person too. Wait you're a second. Boy. <laughs> the best man, everybody. Best man. The better man. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing the guitar now, isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, he's doing good. Yes, that's good. Yeah. He's got some of the best guitar player in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Self-taught. Stephen Shame, he's just a cracker. I better get some sport in there. Right, Terry Wallace, born in Victoria, 1958. I'm going to spew up. I don't know about you guys. If I see one bloke walk out of here, getting a pat on the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spew up. Yeah. I love it. Yes, Plough, you're great, man. Good bloke, player. Good, good man. Jamie Foxx, born on this day in Texas. He's 55. And the Oscar goes to Jamie Foxx and Ray. Yeah. And they songs for Jamie Foxx? She take my money. Yeah, maybe not that one. Well, I'm in yeah, let, let's not play God dig. Ray, based on the life of Ray Charles, Chris Grant, another Western Bulldog superstar, born in Dalesford, Victoria in 1972, making him 50 today. Happy birthday, Chris Grant, still at the Western Bulldogs. I mean, if the siren set... Oh, Chris Grant's Chris got it. Chris Grant's got it. Well, I'll tell you what, if a couple of years ago, I said Kerry would have kicked a goal in Perth that Grant didn't make. This is the sort of goal that the champ might kick here. 36th position. Over left foot. He kicked the goal to bring him back into the game. Got it's it. It's a great kick. He's kicked it. A magnificent effort. There he is compared to the great king. Now, this one is <laughs> my interest this morning. I was like, Simon Bowman on 6PR. Yeah. Been around for ages. And then I read this. Perth Radio announcer. So straight away I knew it was the Simon Bowman yeah. that I'm talking about. And former AFL player with Carlton <laughs> and Hawthorne. So I was like, said uh, to you, wow. did Bowie play <laughs> AFL? Here I am, an AFL player. Yeah. This whole time didn't know. In the Simon same era as you, apparently, from He's worked with Perth Media since yeah. 2001 and 6PR since 2011. He's currently wow, the morning presenter play. of 6PR. Well, he's not the morning he presenter. He's the weekend yeah. Yeah. Uh, presenter. Hunted. There, but yeah. there's another Simon Bowman, wasn't there, that did play AFL. Left foot and coming off the half-back. <laughs> Who makes the these up, these birthday bulletins? Uh, no, 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 don't you don't got space for these. Don't worry about that. Amy Lee was born in California in 1981. So there we go, 81. So that's a little bit more recent. She's 41. US singer with rock band Evanescence. That's a bit up and about. What about this one? This one's an emotional one. Anthony Clear, born in Melbourne, 1982. He's only 40. Jeez, we've got some young ones in here today. Anthony Clear, known for the Why are we talking about him? He's runner-up. Yeah, loser. Taylor Swift, she wins everything. She's only 33. This is such a modern on this day. It's so good. She's had a couple of classics. Oh, special K likes it. He's got the headlock going. I tell you what, if you like music... And you want to hear Anti-Hero four times a day, just flick to another station on the FM dial and 
you'll hear it four to five times. Jack Steele, we've been talking about captains. I think Ross Lyon will keep him on as skipper, but his birthday yeah. today. Yeah. At ground level, Steele stayed down and snaps another. Jackson, though, yeah. dropped the ball. Steele, another one. Jack Steele's got two in a row. Good play, Jack Steele. Good skipper, too. New Zealand was sighted by Dutch navigator Abel Tasman in 1642. He got close, had a look at it, turned around and said, I'll settle with Tasmania. Thanks very much. Oh. Jimi Hendrix's experience was recorded in 1966. They recorded this classic. Chapel. Huh. He scored a century for Australia in his first Test match On in 1970. Imagine what must be going through his mind. Player making his first appearance in a Test match, and of course against England. Shuttleworth bowling to Chapel, and he get it there. He'll get two runs. This is his hundred. He's coming back for two, and the boys are coming from everywhere. Greg Chapel scores a hundred in his first Test match, the first innings of his first Test, and look at these kids. There's thousands of them. There's literally thousands of them tearing out onto the ground. The umpires have had to come yeah, in to protect them. They do that them. now. They'll get bashed by security as soon as they catch them. And the last one, just to finish off, our mate will be listening in bed. Luciano Pavarotti, 68, married Nicoletta Mantovani. She was 34 in 2003 on this day. And... Uh, that's okay. Age difference is fine, just as long as it's not your third cousin, Jerry Lee Lewis. Thirteen. Uh, and a bit of Luciano to see us out of on this day. Whoa. Uplifting. Strong areas from on this day today. It's time for a news break, though. The We're off feedback. to get a McCafe coffee. Try the best it. ever McCafe blend. Roasted in Melbourne. Smooth and rich McCafe blend. Coffee fit for an Aussie. And you can win a free McCafe coffee for a year. Visit my Macca's app. Yeah, groovy. Speaking of groovy, the we back. bloke in the... Grooviest bloke in the house has just sauntered in. Well, let's get to him for a sports update. Thanks to Kraken, your secure crypto partner, Kraken.com, or download the app. Chris Lafunas. Not many, I tell you right now, could pull off a brand corduroy jacket with a fleecy collar. <laughs> that is It'd true. be pretty groovy to be able to do that. It's good. Can you turn your mic on again? again. What's going on here? Seriously. Lois. There. Our Go man, now. Oh. How about this one? Hey, he's got them both on now. What do you got Two for days us today? In a row. He's to sabotaging you. me here. He's, he's jealous to. of the jacket. He and wants... He's like, I'm turning his mic off. What's your no, job? Mate, the, the homeless aren't jealous of that. He jacket, wants the mate. big bucks. I'm you right now. This is a very, very cool jacket. I know I look good, so you can say whatever you like. <laughs> but on. it's not gonna. It's water for ducks back, mate. Hey, Ash Barty. <laughs> she... no, no, water doesn't beat off that thing. Start rotting with the quarter oil and then stick it yeah, up. Yeah, they're not for weeks. Anyway, Ash Barty, did you win something? Anyway, what's happening? Another Newcomb medal. Five. That's right. Fifth consecutive, in fact, for Ashley Barty, friend of the show. Wow, fair enough, too. Nick Kyrgios and Isla Tomlanovic, they were other contenders, but Ash Barty was the sole winner, as we indicated yeah. she Hello, would be yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so did Nick, I thought. Was Nick not on? He wasn't happy, was he? I don't. I haven't seen anything. Did he take it heard well? Maybe that he was a little bit upset that. Did he turn to social media? He well, um, look, he might have deleted something. He might have deleted a tweet or an Instagram post or something like that. Really? After the fact, 
Well, I'm tr- still trying to hunt her down. But Did then... he have a good argument? She won one, three titles for the year. He yeah. won four titles. One was a doubles title, second at Wimbledon. I'm just going to say this. Um, a lot of the criteria in the Nuka medal is for off-court mm-hmm. and the way you play the game. Sportsmanship. Sportsmanship. Mm. So prevents him I probably from don't one. think he has an argument. <laughs> Poise and grace. Yeah. <laughs> Class. <laughs> what do you think? Should he have won it? We'd love to hear from you. 0487 736 736. Corey Webster came up clutch Bang! after producing a huge three-pointer in the dying seconds to lift the Perth Wildcats to a 90-89 to 89 win over Melbourne United in Webster's 250th game last night. It was extraordinary. Mm. This is how it sounded. The final moments here on SENWA with the great man Timmy Gossage and Andrew Vlahov. So they've advanced the ball. It's in the possession of Travers. Blanchfield at the top for a big three. Oh! He made the three and he got fouled. fouled by Illy. Wow. Todd Blanchfield's now got eight. Well, the Cats are going to have to foul or try to steal the inbound. And uh, if he can get this to one, that means the Cats will foul straight away. Oh, no. Doesn't make it, but gets it back. For the win. Calling boys at RAC yeah, last great. night. The big hoff was absolutely going to top. mental. Yeah. Goss wouldn't have been happy with that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> your special comments. Yeah. You've got to give the commentator their yeah. moment. Would have given him the yeah. evil eye. Mm. Yeah. Shut up. Well, yeah. you imagine my if moment, someone Hoff. yelled over, you know, who would imagine the sequel yeah. would be just as well? Oh, it's a great place to go to football. I can't believe it. I can't believe what I've seen. Buddy, 13 miles. He needed to break all my money. Shut up. Yeah, special commentators always get in the way of the, the experts uh, or the, the great uh, play-by-play caller, I should say. Yeah, whatever, mate. Incredible scenes it's all about the last night. Uh, and England beat Pakistan by 26 oh. runs in the second test in Multan to take oh. an unassailable 2-0 lead in the three-match series, which has uh, well, it's been a great series between those two powerhouses. Baseball at it again. They just score so mm. quickly. Mm. Yeah. Their philosophy is you've got to score quickly so you can take 20 wickets. They go, when they get the bat in the hand, they go whackety-whack-whack. Yeah. Whack, they really they? do. They really do. They they won uh, eight out of their last nine tests, England. The next Ashes series could be the biggest of all time. Can't wait. It's going to be massive. Like a leading keeper with Kraken, your crypto is in good hands. Kraken.com. Julian, no mention of the Wildcats miraculously winning last night. Yeah, it's from Melbourne. We'll get you in big trouble with the Wildcats portly owner. Cheers. Hey. Big. What? Hey. What? He was in the house. Uh, Hang on. Yesterday. She was there. Yeah. I wonder if a few people went up and said, hey, sorry, Hutch. Alex, it's not your fault. We did speak basketball. What for ten minutes? No, off that's the top? for Julia. That's for Melbourne. Hey, uh, what now? What about the? Where's Hutchie? He's here. He's here. Hasn't flown out already. Is he coming in? That's probably what inspired the boys to the win. Was he bringing breakfast? Didn't you, get, didn't you have a meeting with him this morning? No. Yeah, we this went for morning, breakfast. Yeah. This morning. Yeah. It was here at 4.30. I tell you right now, I just don't get up at 4. Well, he would be on the phone at 4.30. But Good morning again, Hutchie. Where are you, Hutchie? Come and see us. Morning, boys. Ash Barty's all it's class Christmas and time. a gracious winner on and off the court. Something Nick needs to know. It's bonus time. Mike from Palmyra. We need to take a break. Maybe that's on the what other he's here side, for. There's a lot of fans out there not happy with the big decision made in the A-League. 
SEN Breakfast, Paul Hosby in the chair. And as we got off air yesterday, a big breaking story. The A-League, the W-League grand final. We played in Sydney for the next three years. $10 million from the New South Wales government. I'm not sure there was much spoken about this within the industry. But let's get to Jamie Harnwell for his reaction. Football West CEO. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Were you consulted on this decision at all? Oh no! As football West, we certainly won't weren't. Um, this isn't you know part of our remit, so to speak. We look after the grassroots. I suppose the the bigger question is around the professional clubs and, and Perth Glory in particular. With uh, Tony Sage certainly coming out and saying that he hadn't been consulted before the final decision. So probably a bit to play out across that space, I suppose. So, so what's overall, your position? Yeah. yeah. What's, sorry, Hayes. What's your what's football West position on the decision then? Oh, look, um, you know, in terms of having a spectacle that uh, could potentially be held in Perth, that's always, um, you know, something that I enjoyed playing in back uh, many years ago and, and certainly enjoyed going to watch it off the stadium uh, when Perth Glory took on Sydney in the grand final. It's something that's unique to our game, but I can also understand, the, you know, the respect that the, particularly the AFL and NRL grand finals are held um, in terms of uh, the experience being at the one location, having everything um, directed around the one place. Um, so, it's a, look, there's the arguments for both. It's a really difficult decision. Um, there's been a huge amount of support of backlashes. You'd probably understand because there, there hasn't been much inkling that anything like this was going to take place. I remember, Jamie, the the finals of 99-2000. Bern Stanger was in charge at Subiaco Oval. It was, I don't think we played Wollongong. I think it was Wollongong. The massive, and then yeah. and I know it was only you know, 35 or 40,000 could fit into Subiaco, but it was chockers and the atmosphere was unbelievable over here. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, that's one of my, apart from the result of that game, it's yeah. one of my fondest memories as a as a player to to play in front of your home crowd to you know to earn that advantage and I suppose that's the the difference that we do have across uh, AFL or, or NRL is that well if you finish top of the ladder and you get into the final you actually get to host this thing and, and you get to do it in front of your own crowd and, and build a bit of a legacy for that so that's a, a big thing to be taken away from from the clubs and from each of the states um, it certainly makes the, the planning easier uh, for the game I suppose because up until a week or two before uh, you know. The, the league wouldn't know whether they're coming over this side of the country or going into to Wellington or somewhere in between. So there's certainly the ease of that. But uh, there'd have to be a fair amount and some uh, explanation about where that money is going to be reinvested to you know, try and placate the, the supporters who yeah, have, uh, have been pretty unified as a voice against this decision. The added salt in the wound is that Perth in 2019 had the biggest crowd, 56,371 here at Optus Stadium. Thanks for your time, Jamie. Pleasure. Thanks, guys. Football West CEO there. Let's get to Simon Hill, Paramount Plus commentator, the global game on SEN. And you can get your Simon Says t-shirts at Striptease AU. Simon, the backlash from the fans. How strong has it been, particularly, I imagine, in Victoria? Uh, Thanks for the t-shirt plug, by the way. That's very kind of you. Yeah, look, it has been massive and almost universal in its condemnation. And obviously that's got to be a concern for the Australian Premier Leagues, the umbrella group that that run the competition. It's a very brave decision, very bold decision. Just echoing what Jamie said, I can understand in some ways why they've done this. Obviously, we are a cash-poor game and this is a significant investment. And I guess there's a certain irony 
on the back of the World Cup that uh, garnered so many headlines and we were crying out for government investment and the day we get it, <laughs> that's a huge backlash against it. You, you can't win in this game. Um, however, you know, it does, it breaks with a tradition that we have in our sport of being able to host grand finals in cities other than Sydney and Melbourne. And you rightly point out that Perth uh, had a fantastic crowd in 2019. Brisbane, the same, when they hosted grand finals. Adelaide in 2016, 50,000 plus. And there's also the question as to whether if, for example, we have two interstate teams, as, as we did last season with Melbourne City and Western United, you know, whether we can actually fill a stadium in, mm. in Sydney. Now, you know, with the greatest respect to the A-League, and I, I work in it, I love it every week, but, you know, we don't have a fan base that is comparable to the AFL or the NRL, uh, nor do we have 100 years of, of tradition of playing a grand final in those particular cities of, of Melbourne and Sydney. So it's, yeah, it, it's a move that I have to say I, I'm personally not in favour of. Um, I, I think we're not ready for that as yet, but I, I understand the reasons why. And just again to echo what Jamie said, what I'd have liked to have seen at yesterday's press conference really was an outline as to where that money is going to go because, you know, it's clearly been made on that basis. And that's, that's understandable for a game that needs the cash. Um, instead, we got, you know, a, a fair bit of window dressing, which I guess is par for the course. But uh, it certainly provoked a huge backlash and uh, we might see the repercussions of that, unfortunately, this coming weekend. Simon, if you're going to sell it for money, surely you've got to create a bidding war. You get all the governments yeah. against each other. I don't know if, if, how many other states were. Uh, well, Victoria, I'm not sure they were consulted on this. The West Australian government, I imagine, weren't spoken to. Is that the case? Well, look, I, you know, I don't know. I'd obviously, you know, I, I'm a broadcaster, I'm a journalist. I, I'm not party to those discussions. It was as much of a surprise to me as everybody else. Um, you know, whether Destination New South Wales and the, and the New South Wales government made an approach to, to the APL, I'm not sure, or whether it was the other way around. Um, but, you know, just to repeat, it's, it's clearly a decision that is, is financially or commercially based. And, you know, the, the league does need to grow in that regard. Um, but you've got to be careful. You don't, you know, mess with uh, things that have been put in place that fans like. Uh, you can never ignore your customer base, to use a business analogy. And the customer base, rightly or wrongly, today is up in arms. Now, to be fair to the APL, you know, they're saying that this is not just going to be a, a grand final and it's men's and women's, of course. You know, they're, they're going to do a festival of football that's going to be an entire week. And it, it's possible that that ultimately could, could prove to be a great thing for the sport. I don't know. Um, but it, it is clear that this has come as a huge surprise to supporters uh, and overwhelmingly, they are not in favour of it. So it presents the APL now with, with a big conundrum, particularly, I, I might add, as, as one or two clubs have already broken ranks and said, well, we didn't know about this. You know, Tony Sage has said it's a slap in the face. Uh, Melbourne Victory put out a very bizarre statement yesterday, almost ambiguously saying, well, we'd prefer it to be at Amy Park, but stopping short of of actually condemning it. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's, it, it's a PR on goal, let, let's be honest. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm sad for the game because we, we're on the back of a World Cup where we, we had so much hype and excitement around football. And here we are again, 
back at war with each other and you just throw your hands up sometimes and go, for goodness sake. Uh, Simon, <laughs> yeah, what, what you're saying there, it leads me in, into my question. It, it's so bang on. Like on. On the back of a World Cup, one of the most successful World Cups, the, the country was behind the Socceroos. It's got such a groundswell of support for, for soccer, football. I don't think I've seen a sport more capable of shooting itself in the foot than, oh, than football in this country. You, if there were cups for cock-ups, we'd be world champions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and look, I'm not necessarily calling this a cock-up because I don't know how it's going to pan out. And as I say, there is there is the potential that it, in a longer term it could prove to be a good thing. And certainly the game needs the money. But, you know, you have to listen to your supporters and if this was a 50-50 split and, you know, the, some fans were saying, well, I think it's a good thing, and others were saying, well, no, I don't like it, you know, then fair enough. But from what I've read, and, you know, social media is not always the greatest barometer. No. It's only a proportion of the population. We all know that. But they have been universal in their condemnation of this decision. And on the back of that, you know, I think the APL is duty-bound uh, to, to at least consider that um, and, uh, you know, maybe make a further statement. I don't know. It's, it's a tricky one, but I, I just I wish we could have had at least a month basking in the afterglow of that World Cup before yeah. we got back to war. Yeah. Month would have been nice. Just before we get yeah. to the news, will there be a mass walkout over there in Victoria? Well, look, I, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I, I've seen the statements that were put out by certain fan groups, whether that's, uh, you know, uh, an umbrella group for a lot of people or, or just a small percentage, I don't know. I, look, I don't necessarily condone walkouts because, you know, th- that hurts the players. And, and you the punish your club. This is, yeah, it does. But, you know, the club, to be fair, had been a part of this decision. So... Yeah. You know, fans have very, very limited ways of expressing their displeasure. Uh, I'll tell you this, I'd I'd rather them turn up and walk out than not turn up at all. Um, You know, if if we do live in a democracy, you are entitled to protest against decisions you don't like. Uh, We are not a dictatorship and people are entitled to express that opinion. So if that's what they do at the weekend, well, you know, the APL will have to look at that and, and take that on board. Good on you, Simon. Keep up the good work. Cheers, guys. Make sure you get your Simon Says T-shirts at Striptease. They they listen to their audience. I'm not against the decision. I think it can work if you look five years down the track. If they build into something massive like the AFL Grand Final, a destination place. And you know what? People people buy their packages for the AFL Grand Mm. Final. They go, we're going to the MCG. But Simon's right. The fact that they don't have a hundred years of history of saying, let's make the, the trip to... To, to Mecca, so to speak. You know, let's, let's, anyway, it's a tough one. You've got to consult all parties. What do you think? Give us your thoughts. If you're a Perth Glory fan, we'd love to hear from you. Plenty more coming up in the second hour. SEN Breakfast, have we got a big hour coming your way? It's Paul Hayes will be in for Tim Gossage, all for Fleet Network, WA's Nevada leasing specialist. They can save you thousands on your dream car, and the boys are coming up a bit later in the show, fleetnetwork.com.au. But the big bash, it kicks off tonight. We've got one of the stars, the new recruits of the Perth Scorchers, Stephen Eskenazi joins us. Stephen, welcome to the show. Morning, guys. How are we? We're going well, mate. South African-born plays for Middlesex, and you have lived here in Perth, so you'd feel pretty comfortable coming back here to Perth to play for the Perth Scorchers. Oh, exactly right, mate. A bit of a confusing backstory. Um, 
I think I must be one of the only overseas players who have grown up about 10 kilometers from the ground and, and currently <laughs> living with their parents. So, yeah, feeling very at home right now. Now, mate, you spent a bit of time over there at Middlesex, obviously playing uh, in England. Owen Morgan, A.B. de Villiers, Adam Vogue is involved with you at certain stages through your time there. There's some pretty good mentors to get good information from. Absolutely. We've been very blessed at Lords over the last 10 years to have some incredible players um, and some incredible coaches as well. Um, and obviously playing on a stage like Lords gives you, you know, a really good pedigree to come back to, to somewhere like Optus and try and make a big impact. But, um, yeah, I've been able to, to learn a hell of a lot from guys like that over my career, and hopefully I can play that sort of a role for some of the young guys at the Scorchers this year too. Oh, we're hoping you can play the role that you've been playing over in England, that's for sure. Uh, Suri and Team I, 431 runs in 14 games. The strike rate of 151 at the top Ooh. of the order for the Vitality Blast. It's some big numbers, mate. You're coming with big expectation, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I feel like um, I've gained a level of maturity with my game, particularly in 2020 cricket over the last couple of years. So I think this opportunity has come at a really nice time, um, 28, 29, being able to come over with, you know, quite a few games under my belt. And, and obviously, like you guys said, having some experiences playing in Australia as a youngster um, should set me up in good stead. So, I mean, first and foremost, you know, it's an opportunity of a lifetime for me to be able to play in front of my friends and family. Having lived in England for the last 10 years, definitely something I didn't think, you know, might ever happen. So I'm going to enjoy myself. Um, I'm going to be having a, a red hot crack and, and hopefully I can put in some performances. Absolutely. Oh, that's all we want to hear. I tell you right now. And if you, if you get the numbers that you were getting over there, we're going to claim you as SENWA breakfast very own. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to go straight with Esky as well. But you, I mean, you broke the record for the, the, for Middlesex building 182 off 136 against Surrey in August. I mean, you're seeing them like a watermelon at the moment, mate. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. That was the height of the summer in the UK. There were some scorched outfields there. So, I mean, you blocked them and they rolled away for four in the month of August. But, yeah, we all know what it's like in, in this form of the game. It's about momentum. And I think the big bash will be no different, really, for myself and for the side. Um, we've seen how consistently successful the Scorchers have been over the last few years. And I think starting well is, is really important for them. So, hopefully, I can come in and, and you know, bring my flavour of the way I bat to, to the group, which already has some incredible players. Um, and if I can get on a bit of a roll, hopefully I can, yeah, win some games for the boys out of the doors. Well, that sort of humility is not welcome here, I tell you. It's scorched <laughs> outfield. Take all the credit you can, Steve. I'm telling you right now, Hayes. Mate, it seems every English batsman at the moment is blocking things and they're going for four. What do you make of uh, the recent <laughs> test series over there in Pakistan and the attitude of the English at the moment? Oh, absolutely ridiculous, really. I mean the talent pool of, of particularly some of the batters coming through in English cricket is pretty amazing. Having been able to see it firsthand for the majority of the last five or six years, there's absolutely no shortage of, of people on the production line there. I mean, I played a, an England A series against South Africa this year. And I think, you know, there were 15 or 16 guys in the test squad. So this was anywhere from 17 to 30. Um, and we, we absolutely dusted them in the first game. It was incredible to watch. So it's a lot of fun. I think it's going to free a lot of boys up to go out and, and play the way they want to. Um, it's bringing, you're putting bums on seats and bringing crowds to test cricket, which I think is a concern for everyone in the game at the moment. So, yeah, it's fantastic to be a part of. And I think that anyone, you know, would be fortunate to be in that environment. It looks like a hell of a lot of fun. 
Now, super coach coaches are out there, mate. I'm not sure if you heard of super coach, but the fantasy league game around this competition, yeah. they all want to know. Yeah, are you going to open? They love you or they hate you real with quickly. With those sort of runs and the strike rate, you must be in the team. I haven't seen your price, but yeah. what's Adam Vogue just said in, in relation to where you're going to bat? Yeah, it's a good question. Obviously, um, you know, the side's got three, well, got four overseas players at the moment, so... With Lydie, Faf and, and Tamal being available too, those he's got a, you know, an embarrassment of riches there to be able to call upon. So I do prefer to bat in the top six, mainly because, you know, it's a new ball. There's only two fielders out and it's definitely the easiest time to bat. So I'll be wording up Vogue over the next few days saying that I'm keen to face that first ball, big fella. Um, but yeah, I, you know, keen to play whatever roles is necessary for me at the Scorchers, but would love to be up the top, that's for sure. Oh, you've said all the right things so far. He's got big numbers, Hayes. He comes uh, with a great team attitude. And something and big's coming, isn't and it? And humility. But yeah. this is where we find out about you, Eski, as the player off the uh, off the field. Okay, so we've got a little six-pointer that we throw at our guests. We under, we're trying to figure out a little bit more about them. Okay, so off the top of your head, short answers. Name your, other than cricket, name your favourite sport and athlete. Uh, football, uh, Bukayo Saka, Arsenal's right wing. I think that's a different you, football to yeah, ours. Yeah, no, you yeah. Yeah, mate, you get the lingo right now, mate. That's Sorry, soccer. soccer. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if, our, our producer, the special K, who's big into his football, he has just high-fived, he's thrown his headset off, he has gone berserk, he loves that answer. Right, you open your own restaurant, what's going to be the signature dish that drags everybody in? Oh, maybe a posh chicken palmy. A posh chicken palmy? There's no, there's no such thing as a posh I feel like that appeals to the average punter who loves their palmy, but, you know, if anyone feels like they want to be a little bit more upmarket, they can come and grab it too. Yeah, he's got a fine dining restaurant. He's sold the well. Palmy. I love it. All right, what song, if you're a bit flat, mate, what's, what song gets you up and about? Oh, that's a good question. Um... I'd have to say a song called Glitterball. Oh, no. You might have to search that one up, lads. <laughs> yeah, it Although it was, it was, it's coming home the other day when England was still in the World Cup, but I had to put that on the back bench for the next four years, if I'm honest. Glitterball <laughs> sounds like Basbrol. Yeah, glitter, must glitter. be related yeah. to someone. <laughs> I tell you what, you've, you, normally we like to uh, play the song that our guest has answered with, uh, but our producers <laughs> are shaking their heads outside. They're feverishly Googling away. We'll give them a bit of time to do that. Tell us something we don't know about you. Oh, that is a good question. Well, with my, my sort of checkered um, international past, my old man was actually born in Zimbabwe. So I think technically I'm probably eligible to have near enough four passports if I was allowed to. So Zim, South African, Australian, British. Um, yeah, that's something not too many people know about. Uh, pretty handy and come he, World Cup time. Uh, and pretty handy come flying <laughs> international where you can just pick the quickest line you like. Hey, none of this lining just, up with the rest of the tourists. <laughs> who are we going to play for this World uh, Cup? Okay, uh, yeah. Zimbabwe, a bit short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wants me? <laughs> Whoever will have me, mate. Yeah, after, the, me. after the highest bidder. Uh, do you have any secret talents? Um, I, I used to have... A secret talent. I played. I actually played hockey for Australia under 16s and West Australia under 21s the year before I made my professional debut in cricket. So wow. that seems like a lifetime ago, but that's, that's something a little bit different. Fantastic. And last one, mate. This tells us a lot about people. What makes you way more angry than it should? Oh, 
That is a good question. What makes me way more angry than it should? I would say people leaving things in the fridge that are empty so that when you go in there and you think you can grab a Tim Tam and you pull the plastic out and there's nothing in there, that absolutely gets me every time. Just put it Guilty. in the bin. Put it in the bin. Uh, exactly. Just recycle it. Oh, we William. love you Don't already, mate. started on an empty toilet roll on the holder either. SEN yeah. breakfast. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be the Big Bash player of the year. There you go. Big call. Thanks for your time, Stephen, and good luck on Thursday, mate. A massive game. In call him Esky. Thank you, gents. Have a lovely day. Esky. Yeah, he's a beauty. He'll bring the beers. He's happy Saturday <laughs> against the Sydney Sixers. We need to take a break. Wow. What about that performance last night by the Perth Here's Wildcats? Here's a bit of glitter ball for you. The buzzer. John Rilly, the coach, to join us next. Here's some glitter ball. of Travers. Blanchfield at the top for a big three. He made the three and he got fouled by Ely. Wow. Todd Blanchfield's now got eight. Oh, the Cats are going to have to foul or try to steal the inbound. And uh, if he can get this to one, that means the Cats will, will foul straight away. Oh, no. Doesn't make it, but gets it back. For the win. Webster. Tim Gossage and Andrew Vlahoff. That was Can't unbelievable last night. What a great call it was. And the coach, he would have gone from very, very angry and disappointed <laughs> to very, very excited. That's John really joins us on the show right now. John, was that the case last night? What a win it was. Oh, good morning, lads. And I'm glad that Goss can back up as always after a good call. <laughs> yeah, no, he's having a lot. He's on holidays, believe it or not, JR. And he's uh, <laughs> he still turns up for uh, to uh, the call of the Wildcats games. And I really nailed it at the end there it was a beautiful finish yeah look we still had like 5.4 seconds to spare so the boys executed well down the stretch but no look i uh, talked about it after the game uh like a couple weeks ago when we weren't playing the best you know we wouldn't have created our own luck that you need to do at the end of a game like that so uh well executed obviously a big shot by Corey webster but todd blanchfield Hasn't been playing the greatest, but the way he played in the fourth quarter made some big plays and then a great assist to Webster at the end. Well, what about, the, I reckon the things, and, and knowing you like we do now, JR, I reckon the things that impressed you the most, mate, was probably the defensive side of it and the intent of the players just looked to be another level last night. Yeah, look, over the last couple of weeks, uh, we've probably simplified in the way that we want to go about it. Um, we got off to a great start last night. We come out of the gates now. Melbourne's punched us in the mouth a couple of times we've played them. So we wanted to come out with a great purpose. So, uh, you know, it's easy to look at the heroics at the end of the game, but the way we started the game gave us a great chance. John, I'm not going to get too carried away yet because the rebounds, I know they were frustrating you. You said in the timeout, you just wanted them to get on the glass, get some offensive rebounds because it was 19-14 against and 49-35. You're not going to keep winning all the time with those sort of numbers. What, What do they need to do from this point on to improve that stat? Yeah, look, it ebbs and flows in the way the game goes, but just look, 
the few, whether you call it the one percenters, the fifty-fifty balls, and all of that. Like I distinctly remember fourth quarter, Marcus Lee. You know, just he found a way to pick up the ball when it was loose on the floor. Those are the ones that can be momentum changes and game breakers. Uh, but in saying that, like Blanchfield's a great example at the end of the game where he didn't hang his head after missing the free throw, come up with the ball. So that's the purpose and the intent, and that's that's a great film session review part uh, where we can come up with those balls. It makes the game a little easier at the end of the day. I'm sitting there watching at halftime. I'm thinking about Luke Travis going, geez, we need more from this guy. And then did he deliver in the second half? 11 points, but it was about the rebounds. It was about the steals as well. You would have been wrapped with him to step up in that big moment. But I guess consistency for him is the next challenge because we know what he can do now. Yeah, look, absolutely. And that's where you need to show a little patience because of his, uh, you know, immaturity of the game and in those situations. But you w- he teases you that you would love to see that on a consistent level. I think that's slowly but surely coming along. And that second half, superb. And the thing that I liked you talking about was the rebounding, the defensive activity, and then, and then all of a sudden he has 11 points just because of his activity on the defensive end. Did Mike Ansey get there, the GM of Cleveland? He was supposed to be there, didn't get there in the end? Because I was going to say, if he did, I'd get him there every week. <laughs> <laughs> that, that were nearly my exact words to Luke after the game. But my sources say that he actually did not get to Perth last night to see the game. He'll be, he'll be making his way during the week. Something about his flight got delayed or whatever. So... Let, let's see if the magic can happen on Friday. Yeah, well, Hutchie was there, though, JR, and he obviously had a big impact on yourself and the playing group. <laughs> he, he rebounded well, he shot well, and uh, his defensive intent was amazing. <laughs> Look, it's, I, I think all, all uh, you know, with, with all things considered, it's great to see Hutchie there. Uh, supporting the team and you know look what a great emotional win for the whole organization yeah, it was great mate it was sensational the last couple of weeks to Sean Thomas or the last couple of games it seems like you've had a big focus to try and get him involved and he's responded he was outstanding against the 36ers and started really well again last night yeah look uh, you can see when he's dialed in and has that aggressive mindset what a difference he does bring to the team because like Travis, he has great versatility where he can create some offense out of his defense and, uh, you know, the ability to hinder rebound and push the ball can create a lot of opportunities for our perimeter players. So, uh, look, I think it just took him a little minute to figure out that he needs to have that mindset all the time. Uh, and when he does, like, he's a difference maker for us. JR, a couple of times last night, and Damien Martin's spoken about this before, you had the second five essentially all on the court at the same time. Is that something that comes from training because you often have the first five taking on the second five and, you know, the communication, the partnerships and the relationships pretty good between that five? Look, it is. And and over the last three games, uh, you know, we adjusted our starting five. I do believe there's a comfort level and synergy amongst that playing group. Um, but in saying that, uh, you know, we, uh, we started the game off very well. Um, you know, excuse me, but I think it was like, you know, 24-14 or something like, you know, we got off to a ripper start. Uh, you know, I may have went with some of those players a little too long, but I liked the momentum of the game and I wanted to capitalize on what they had created. But then all of a sudden you need guys to have subs. Um, and, and look, 
I, I, I coach off a feel for the game and how I feel it's going. Maybe I just got that a little bit wrong last night, but uh, you know, when I watch the tape later on today, I'll make my own uh, conclusions of that. Corey Webster, he's feeling it at the moment. Yeah. His last three weeks, since he went back to New Zealand, since the social media yes. spray that he copped, yep. he's been unbelievable. But he just takes pressure. Bryce was enormous last night too. but We're still best, Bryce. He has it in him to step up in the big moments. Are you okay with him to do that and not just be reliant on Bryce in those big moments in the game? Yeah, the, the thing about Webster's shot last night, he's already made some big shots for us this year. Uh, I look back at the Illawarra game, he hits a big three. Southeast Melbourne, he hits a game, he, he, he puts us ahead in the game, Mitch Creek comes down and you know gets some free throws to win the game for Southeast Melbourne. He has a chance to beat Melbourne United here, so it's, it's a moment that he's not shy of. And as you said, it's great for Bryce to have a running mate that has the ability to make those game-winning plays as well. JR, last one before we let you go, mate. What are you most happy with right now as we sit, and what are you least happy with or want to work on the most? Look, obviously the rebounding, because they've been working so hard for a possession uh, defensively, and to give it up that way is disappointing. Uh, look, the thing about last night, the happiest was we just didn't give up. There was yeah. a lot of people in that building that didn't think the result could happen. But our guys just stayed with it and found a way. And I always tell them, the way you play during the week at practice prepares you for the game. So we're not cheating it right now. We're giving it a fair crack every time we're together as a group. Good on you, JR. Good luck in the next game, mate. Take right on, mate. on New Zealand RAC on Friday. We can't wait for that one. Another win in order, hopefully. Thanks Before. for your time. And if we don't see you, have a good Christmas. Cheers, boys. Same to you. John, really there. Jesse was fired up. He wasn't happy throughout that game. And, look, they stole this one, so I don't think you can get too carried away. So up and down, wasn't it? Up by 14, oh, down by 14, yeah. down by five in the start of the last, down by five with 10 to go. Oh. But they got there, and that's all that matters. And they now sit position inside the top six. And we are here for Fleet right, Network. And the Fleet, Fleet Network wow, boys are in the house. Say goodbye to regular in. car loans and hello to Novated Car Lease with Fleet Network. The boys up a little more. to join us next. That is true. Well, a big treat now. Thanks to Fleet Network. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au. And yep. I can tell you, the stars of the show down there at Fleet Network are in the house. Garrick Ibbotson and Frank Agostino here on air. And Adam Pickering just in the Piers. background. Yeah, Piers in the background. You wouldn't That's... give up your mic for Pickers? No. Nah. That's how he rolls, Piers. He's just lurking in the background, making sure these two don't stuff it all up. Garrick, Frank, thanks for coming in. Morning. Thanks, Ace. How's it been? This it's a, year, it's a microphone. Been, yeah, Fleet Network. Use it, mate. It's yeah. been it's been a big six months, and it's especially in a, a big sort of last month or two since uh, you know the electric vehicle legislation went through. So yeah, two thirty five a week. Two thirty five a week. You yep. get yourself a that's a Tesla. Yeah. Tesla. Has there yep. been a big response from the SEN family? It's been a massive response, and it's 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 fantastic. The last sort of twelve months here with SEN has has, has been great for Fleet Network, and and I think it's been good for SEN as well. So we got smart listeners. We do. Scotty uh, thought that you were coming in to give us a big giveaway prize, but in fact, it's not for, it's not for us. us, is it? No, but, but you do have a draw. Ibo's got a lunchbox over there. I thought he was bringing his food in to no. work, but you've actually got a draw to do. Yeah, we do. It took me some time last night to cut up sort of 300 or more of those little bits of paper. It was time-consuming. <laughs> Aren't you the CEO down there? No, I'm not. The no, managing no. director. No, Frank is the CEO. The, he's the managing director. So you still have to do that as the managing, managing director? Hands, no, hands I'm not on. the managing director. He's the managing director. <laughs> yeah, no, he can do it. We love yeah. it.
Yeah. Been, it was hard work. You blokes been to the gym this morning? You, have you whipped them around? No, he hasn't. He's, he's sort of he's dropped off here, Bo. So is so is Pickers. He's he's got a, got himself another gym. So I've sort of been left on my own. We oh. need to, we'll sort that out by oh, the end no. of the show. Well, no. I went, I went for a swim this morning. Yeah. Serious? Yeah. Five How far? Okay. Where? The Coogee Shark Net. <laughs> I won't go outside that. Really? Shark net. Yeah. You drive all that way in the morning to go cold. for a swim. What do you mean? It takes me ten minutes to get there. Hmm. It's ten minutes. It's fresh. Are you, it's a, are you a board short man or are you a real budgie smuggler type? Like you've been, you're a budgie <laughs> man for sure, aren't you? Well, I was still in laps, so I'm in the budgies. Yeah, yeah. Because you were a water polo gun before you were an AFL gun. No, I played water polo. Yeah, when I was fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> but at any high level? Not really. No. Hey, just at Melville. You just represented Melville. Yeah. Jeez, you had everybody fooled. What do you got for us? This campaign <laughs> so giveaway. You're yeah, giving away $5,000 travel voucher. What's the campaign for? Yeah, we are, mate. So we had a travel um, uh, a campaign going from end of July to end of November. So anyone who signed a lease between that time went into the um, into the draw. So that's what we're here to do today. Is there a new one coming up? Like, if, say, if you sign up in the next, say, week or so, would there, would there be a new new one coming up? If, I, if I sign up now, do I get in that draw? Yeah. But, there will yeah. come a time. We did have a chat about this the other day. There yeah. will come a time. Well, be careful. We don't pry the big, but man, a big, who, shout out the big to man who's just sitting over your shoulder there in T-Gossage. <laughs> you don't be prying him out of his magnificent fleet network for you. All right, let's get it going. Frank, right, right, this it. is big. This is big, mate. This is 5,000. It is big. Australia-wide as well. Australia-wide. I know we got some listeners yeah. in other states. Right, now what you've done now, what you're about to do is you make one person happy and 299 uh, really yeah. pissed off with you. Yep, yep. What's good is this is a, a uh, employee uh, in Western Australia, Tim Jones from WA Police. Jonesy! Jonesy from WA Police! Fantastic. Oh, good play, good play. Tim Jones has just won $5,000 yes. voucher thanks to Fleet Network. Hopefully he's listening. Yeah, Jonesy, you better be listening. Of course he's listening. If he's not listening... It's $2,000 voucher. <laughs> <laughs> I take a 15 under each. Just looking forward to next year. What's in store Fantastic. for Fleet Network? Any any big things that are going to happen at the company? I think uh, I think the the shift is going to be electric vehicles. Um, and and I suppose for our listeners who you know are listening in today, a lot of a lot of clients have vehicle finance. And just very quickly, if I if I can, you can do whatever you like. Frank. Well, thank you. Nice. Most people Major have sponsored a, the show. Yeah, you do whatever you like, mate. <laughs> Most of our listeners will have a, a vehicle financed, and Scott, you know yep. you've gone through this yep. at the minute. And for a forty thousand dollars vehicle, most clients or most employees, most listeners are spending around about two hundred and fifty dollars a week just on finance alone. By the time you insure it, fuel it, register it, service it, Maintain it, yeah, it's it's a massive bill, right? And cost of living's on everyone's lips at the moment. Through an ovated lease, it's around $250 a week. But that covers finance, fuel, insurance, rego, servicing, tyres, maintenance. So I suppose that's where the real value is, is just saving a, a household, you know, $150, $200 a fortnight yeah. in most cases. That's it. It's a good Friday night for me covered. <laughs> Give them a call. Check them out. Bottles in the fridge there, Hayes. Fleet but I'll network. tell you what, too. Hang on. Interest rates on cars mm. now through the roof. Yep. It's, it's madness. Mm-hmm. Madness. And I've done the investigation over the last week, as you know, Eva. It's it's all pointing towards Fleet Network. It is. Hazel, you'll be next. I will. You boys love you your to, footy. You happy to, to stick to, around? We've got a few captaincy for questions for we want to throw towards you after the break. Sure. Yep. Yeah. No worries. Welcome back. 
Paul Hayes will be in for Tim Gossage and the boys from Fleet Network are in. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist. They can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleet Work Network. Fleetnetwork.com.au. It makes money work for you. That's what I like to throw in there. Now, we're talking captaincies earlier in the show. We'll start with you, Ibo. Who are your captains? Mm. Pav? Uh, Belly, Pav, Fifey. Fifey. Is it time for him to relinquish the captaincy? Yeah, probably. Who's your standout pick? Is there one for you? You just go bang, take him to the bank. Uh, well, it looks externally like it's probably Andy Brayshaw, but mm. I wouldn't have any idea, really. Um, I'd say Caleb Sarong's probably next one, if not um, equal to Andy. But again, I don't really have any inside word on that. What about Alex, Alex Pierce? Well, Alex Pierce is another one, but he's kind of, it's probably, he'd only captain for a year, I would say. You probably need to just mm. take away the in between. As much as he'd be a great captain and he's done a great job in between with Fifey being injured. I still think you go straight from Nathan to an Andy or a Caleb or whoever they choose and have Fifey at the club still, not the captain, to to mentor and get him through. And Pierce to help him out, help the young captains through. McManus and Fletcher, co-captains when I was playing my first year. Any chance that Sarong and Brayshaw could do it together? I don't think so. No. I think you need to have a standalone. Down. Yeah, only Sydney can. But do what that. about Sydney? Like they talk about their culture all the time. They've always had three. Yeah. Well, I just I don't see how it works. I sort of feel like there's always going to be one standout figure of the three. I don't see how you can have three equal captains. I just feel that there's always going to be one person that stands out more than the other two. I'm with you. And on you, that. you leave it to one person to make a decision. Frankie, any thoughts? Uh, look, more leaders the better for me. If you've got three, that's you know, uh, three players out of the twenty-two on the day that are, you know, pulling in the same direction. For, for, for me, like I'm, I'm loving seeing Penderbury stand down at a time where he can instruct and help. Uh, it's similar in business where, you know, if you've got strong leadership, uh, obviously it's a situation where Pendles can, can teach and, mm. um, you know, instruct. Is that, is, Pendles... eight, is that why there's eight general managers at Spot on. Network? Yeah, spot on. Is Pendles going better than all of these players? Nathan Fife. Yes. Luke Shuey. Yes. Rory Sloan. Yes. Anybody else want to say yes? Yep. Dyson yeah. Heppel. <laughs> yep. Jack Zebel. Yeah. Comfortably. Yeah, He's com- going better than all of those players right now, and he feels the time is right. Luke Shuey at the West Coast Eagles. Do we feel the time is right for him? Probably. I mean, with Scott Pendlebury, he's playing all the time. So mm. what you get with having, I mean, having the captain, you're probably your most important part is to be there on game day, I, I feel. So if your body's still up to it and you can play like Scott Pendlebury, you think yeah. he's going well, but Luke sure he hasn't played for a long time. If your body's letting you down, you probably need to step away and A, focus on that, make that your priority and get yourself up. And then let somebody else Hang on. shift in. I want to ask Pickers, who's just hiding in the background here. Come Adam Pickering. Grab a mic, Pickers. As a coach, coach of TAs. As a senior coach as well of the yep. mighty, joins the mighty Black Joins Ducks. the failed uh, Waffle Pretty Coaches yeah. Committee here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I two types of coaches, mate. Uh, Current coaches are the ones walked, that are about to be I, sacked. I uh, walked before I uh, got do pushed. You, you, smart you, man. Do you want your – is it more important to have your captain on the field each weekend? Oh, of course, of course. But you, you can't pick and choose that. I mean, Boots has been a great captain for that club. Um, his body's just failing him at the moment. Uh, he he still seems like he's the guy. When you see them training, you see them during a game, he, he seems like he's the guy that really drives the enthusiasm yeah. still. Guys like Tom Barass, maybe McGovern, they might be next in line, but 
Boots still seems like he's the guy that um, can put his arm around someone and still give him a, a clip as well when he has to. Yeah, but if you're voting, cool. so what you said before, you need to be out there. So you've had two years of Fife not being out there. Put yourself in the position of those players. Do you feel, if it does go to a vote, that Fife won't be up the top of that because of that exact reason? That you'd get away with it for one year, but when you're out for two, it's quite significant. Uh, I guess it's going to depend on how highly they rate Andy Brayshaw or Caleb Sorong or someone else. Like, I wouldn't get rid of Fife if there was no one there to replace him. Um, ideally, you've got someone out there. Because if you're not playing, you're probably not training either. So you're in separate rotation for rehab. You're on a, a different day, different schedule. You're not playing games. You're not travelling. You take away a fair bit of what you're there for as a captain. Obviously, when you've got the giving him a clip, you've got meetings, you'll be there for that. But if, especially as a West Australian side, you're travelling every second week, you kind of need your captain there. What if, what if, um, if you take that captaincy off Nat Fife or he decides to give it back, it gives him the opportunity to just focus purely on him getting himself right to play. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you. I think his best is definitely still good enough. He needs to take some time. And obviously, I wasn't the captain of the club, but I can imagine it's a fair burden on you with commitments and looking after everybody else as much as yourself. Yeah. It's probably best just getting himself sorted, playing the footy that he really wants to play and have someone like Andy Brayshaw who can who can lead the side. Rory Sloan of the Adelaide Crows. Similar yeah. boat, been out with an ACL. Before the ACL was only just going, in my opinion, as a player, is it time for Adelaide to make the change? Frank? Yeah, that's that's one close to the heart. Um, you, you look at Sloaney and he's the not, epitome of... Not, I am, unfortunately. Yeah. But you're such a good bloke. Oh, I don't know what happened there, Scott. <laughs> well, I don't get it. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, we need to talk like that. Anyway. The thing with Sloan is you, you look at him and you see hard work. I've got a question for you, Garrick. What, what sort of captain, leader, what, what's Fifey like in front of the group? What's his training standards, his disciplines? What's he like? But he's great. Like when you look at how hard he works, you look at him, he puts his body on the line all the time. So you'll never see him shirk an issue. He's a great speaker for the club. He represents the club really well. I know that's not everything, but when we used to do leadership voting and Ross made it really clear for us, he said, have a look at the training standards of the guys. Mm. Before you think about your votes, he said, think about who trains the most, who trains the hardest, who's there the earliest, who leaves the latest. And you can sometimes change because people go in and go, oh, who's your best players? It's not always that, that you, you could be the fifth or sixth or seventh best player, but your standards that you set separates you from just purely being your best player. Yep. You've got to be comfortable within your own skin, comfortable in your position. I think if you look at a few of these guys, Dyson Heppel, they've been throwing him around a bit. I reckon I've got this theory, the new coaches coming in, just align yourself with a new captain, a young captain, and take them forward. So I reckon Dyson is probably in trouble. Who the replacement is, it could be a Zach Merritt. Is that where we, we sit I guess so, Andy McGrath. Yep, but he, even Andy McGrath, I don't think, really established himself in one position. He's been thrown around a lot, and the reason he hasn't established himself is because he hasn't gone that well in the one position. Yeah, Midfield, tried there, didn't really work, goes back to half-back. So for those types of players, I'm reluctant to give them the captaincy. Uh, outside looking in, Heppel's struggling as a footballer, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. he needs to get back to getting that right first. That's the most important and thing a, for the footy club. And that amount of things that carry off field right. as well, hasn't Spot it? On. Nice yeah. So, But I agree. On field, though, you make some bad decisions at the wrong times as well, which is crucial, and you can't have your captain doing that. The other one for me is North Melbourne. Jack wow. Zeeble has been there. Same thing. He's been put in the back line, got plenty of the footy, but vulnerable defensively, got shown up a few times, goes to the forward line, put him in the midfield. He doesn't have the tank to go on the midfield Great anymore. Attitude. Great attitude. Alistair leader. Clarkson will make a change he there, will. surely. He will, and he'll find the youngest leader that he thinks is probably going to be a future captain, probably, yeah. and, and go with that. Yep. 
Yep. Shy Simkin? He's too little. Yeah, I guess. He's too little. You can't take orders from someone that little. Who? <laughs> <laughs> he's too little. So you reckon mate. Peter Bell would, would have been a good captain? Nah, I couldn't listen to Valley either. He's too little. <laughs> under 5'8", you know the rules. Under 5'8", can't have him. We do appreciate the support here at SEN from Fleet Network. It's been a part. big year and hopefully it does continue. Thanks for your time. Thanks well under Jonesy too. Yeah, yeah, Tim Jones. Tim, well Tim Jones staying his uh, $5,000 voucher. Thanks to you guys. Well there done. you have it. Gary Gibbonson, Frank Agostino, Adam Pickering also with a bit of a cameo yeah, sure. there. The boys from Fleet Network. We need to take a break. On the other side, we'll wrap it up. And if you've got to touch this World Cup, choose Tab Touch Gamble responsibly and call Gambler's Help on 1-800-858-858. Chris, some odds for us? Yeah, they haven't changed much since yesterday. Argentina still strong favourites against Croatia, $1.87 to four sixty. The draw at $3.30. Croatia win. and Morocco, the French are $1.52. Morocco out to $7 and the draw three ninety five. Thank you, mate. Got to touch this World Cup. Access expert tips and play same game multis with Tab Touch Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1-800-858-858. You can win a free McCafe coffee for a year, visit my Macca's app. And Mark Duffield is in the studio. Duff, big show coming up. Yeah, who you got? Uh, we got Justin Longmuir, the coach oh. of the Fremantle Dockers. He's going to be talking about the Dockers pre-season. We We're going to start. I don't think we could get him. We tried all year on the run home. Well, I went a week early and got him. Mike Kelly, the assistant coach of the Wildcats on yeah. the Miracle last night. Good. And I'm going to ask the listeners a question. Is the... A-League grand final deal better or worse than the AFL grand final contract extension, the MCG? Going to talk to Tony Sage. May have to have the cough button ready for Tony. Depends how the money's distributed. That's my answer. Yeah, well, it was all distributed in Victoria for their... AFL it was, but with the soccer, if some does come back to West Australia, then I'll be a little bit happier. You can win free McCafe coffee for a year by ordering on the My Maccas app. Been a big show. Can't wait for that one, Duff. Scotty, any last thoughts? Nah. I'm thought it out, mate. I've done everything I can possibly do today. Big yeah, guest tomorrow. Who we got on the show? I've no idea. You're quite brilliant, Shane. No idea, mate. We got Ross. No, nah, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> well, he might come on because the other bloke's not here. But anyway, it'll, be big, it'll be big, it'll be fun. SCN. And we're just deliberating whether on this day gets another go or not. On this day, could be out. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>